go. Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will talk about another crazy week in the NFL by recapping week three and give you some prime time plays for week four. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? I am doing great rocking my McDaniel College football hat, which is a small school I, I uh, went to and played uh, played for. It is their homecoming weekend this, this year. I have not been to a game in probably a decade or more, and I'm taking my boy up there, show him the old stomping grounds oh, for the first time. Yeah, tour the campus, let, let, let him uh, uh, catch a football game up there. It's pretty excited for it. So some of our local friends up this way that are my age or older would remember your college as Western Maryland College or University. Um, what year was it that they changed the name? The year before I got there. So that would have been 2002. They changed it to McDaniel uh, and I got there 2003. And the rumor was there they thought the, the powers we felt there was some connotation that it was some redneck Western Maryland school, so they wanted to change the name to broaden their horizons a little bit. Is that accurate, or, or you would know better all, than me? All I ever heard was that um, when the school started in 1867, it was Western Maryland, mm -hmm. but then now it is Central Maryland. It's not actually Western Maryland. It wasn't accurate, so they wanted to oh. change the name. Well, was, That's why. So who's this McDaniel? I don't know. Some guy that went there in the 1800s and did something for someone, I guess. I don't know. Very, very interesting. How we do have two interesting facts about the school. We have one of the more interesting mascots. Um, we are the Green Terror, McDaniel College Green Terror. What does that isn't... mean? So the only thing that anyone can come up with is back in the early 1900s, we beat a team like 100 to nothing. And the newspaper was interviewing a player on the opposing team. And they said, man, they were everywhere today. Mm. They were was like green terror as soon as they step on the field because our colors are obviously oh, okay. green. And so what was the mascot that, before that? This is the Western Maryland. I don't, nothing? I don't. Yeah. Just the Western Maryland or yeah. Western Maryland college football team. I don't know. What's your other interesting fact? The, that when a lot of times when companies or whoever they'll do, I know the Weather Channel did one or whoever does top tailgating schools. If they incorporate schools outside of your big Division One schools yeah. like Penn State, West Virginia, all that stuff, um, McDaniel College always makes the list because we are, as far as I know, the last school in the country with a drive-up stadium. So let's say you go party at Ole Miss and you go to um, – oh, what do they call it? Not the Grotto – Oh man, they, I mean, they have one of the, maybe the most famous tailgating experience. Um, but anyway, so you go to Ole Miss or you go to university of Tennessee or wherever you want to go and you pull up there, you get out, you get your tent and you get your grill out and you're grilling food and having some drinks and having a good time playing cornhole, whatever you want to do. Game starts, you pack it all up, 
you go into the game. The Grove, that's Ole Miss. Ole Miss has okay. the Grove. McDaniel, you pull your car up. The, the field sits down into a bowl. So you pull your car up right to the edge of the bowl. You get out with your grill. You do all the tailgating stuff. But when the game starts, you keep rocking and rolling. You can watch the game from your car because the way the stadium's set up. It's pretty. It's a pretty unique experience. And like I said, I think the only one in the country left that way. I imagine that's limited, though. And do you go park a car there like the previous Wednesday so that you have a car? No, it's a, it's a small school. So, like, I mean, homecoming, there might, there might be 10,000 people there. Okay. Uh, depending on how good the football team is. So, quickly, is McDaniel Division Two or Division Three now? Uh, they are three. Okay. I would talk. Yeah. Like, I went to Shepherd. Thousand kids. I went to Shepherd. You know, uh, Shepherdstown, uh, West Virginia. For those of you who are not familiar with it, and uh, they actually went up from three to two when I was there. Got so, it. Yeah, Did not know. That. Okay. Yep. All right. So on to NFL football this week, dude. What a week of role reversals, and I am all for role playing, but this was a bit ridiculous. You would. The Jaguars demolished the Chargers <laughs> in every facet of the game. The Chiefs beat the 0-1-1. I mean, the Chiefs couldn't beat the 0-1-1 Colts, and our Bills team that should have gone undefeated. Boy, that didn't last very long. They lost nope. to the Dolphins, nope. which tells me two things, man. The Jaguars <clears throat> and the Dolphins are both really good football teams, and your ridiculous, non-serious – bold prediction of the Jaguars making the playoffs is looking like it might not be that crazy. It wasn't non-serious. I mean, I meant it. Um, I Obviously, they're bold predictions. They're not things that we're going to go bet our homes on. But when you look at their lineup and see that they had a real coach coming in, it didn't seem completely out of the question with seven teams making. I mean, you only that's essentially half of your conference makes the, the, the postseason now. So it was bold, but you know, three games in, they look good. They look good. So yeah, uh, I know Trevor Lawrence looks like who we thought he was gonna be. Yeah, I love it. Um, an interesting note. I've said this before. I I listen to all kinds of stuff, all kinds of podcasts and radio shows and all that good stuff. The fantasy footballers did some research into garbage time, which we all know is that time at the end of the games when teams are getting blown out. Uh, the losing teams. They have garbage time where guys just rack up fantasy points. But with research, they found that that's not really a thing. The losing team doesn't always get massive production from their garbage time. And what I picked up is really it was for two reasons. One, the losing team doesn't have enough time of possession to to get enough garbage time to make it worth it. And the other reason is that the reason there is garbage time is because the losing team Hasn't done much in the game to get to that point. So, you know, you have – you think Brandon Cooks with the Texans, you know, if they play the Chiefs, they're probably going to get smashed. But if Cooks gets a couple catches maybe in garbage time, it'll help you out. But he, most likely he hasn't done much up to that point. The only types of players I think it would benefit is if you have a true, absolute, 100% third down and third down only back that does two-minute drills and stuff like that like your James White types, your J.D. McKissick, something like that, it might help them. But you don't want to roll your lineup out with with one of those guys, you know, barring injuries on your team. Um, but I thought that was interesting because garbage time is something we talk about a lot. However, if you really dig into the numbers, hey, it might not really be a thing. I think at 
times we just misconstrue the word. When a team's down by 28 with five minutes left, we know the game's over, yet somebody still leaves their, you know, whatever random NFL team is, leaves their starters out on the field, and they start racking up some points when they really shouldn't even be on the field. And I think we can call that garbage time. I ran into some garbage time shenanigans just on uh, Thursday. Cleveland had the game pretty much in hand, but the Steelers leave everybody out. The guy I'm playing who ends up beating me by five points, he had between Fryermuth and Boswell, he had like 2.1 points between them. But no, let's all of a sudden in garbage time, we're just going to throw every dump down little pass we can to Fryermuth. Finally, Boswell then gets a field goal. He ends up getting like 10 points out of these guys in a matter of three minutes of garbage time. I lose. It's, it's, you're right it's a weird thing how do you define it what what exactly garbage time really is but it is frustrating sometimes when a guy has two points they're down 28 and three minutes later he's got 17 because they I lost the championship the that way it's, it's, it's inexplicable with, at times like why are you guys why aren't your starters even still out on the field yeah so, i was uh, you know, up against our our guy albert leach who we had on the show a few a few weeks ago um I had Giovanni Bernard and he had CJ Anderson going into the last Monday night of the season. The championship was going down to the very last possible moment. And I was up. Giovanni scored a touchdown in the game. I was good to go. All I needed was CJ Anderson to not get four catches on the final drive. And he got like four catches from Peyton Manning for like 25 yards. And and that was it. That did me in. That the final drive. It came down to literally the last play of the game. I lost by uh, like a point and a half. Very frustrating. Very oh, frustrating. God. So I agree. There's probably is you the the thing with any stats like that is we can skew the stats for the argument, skew the stats against the argument. The fact is, when it happens to you, you don't really care about either argument. It sucks. Right. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, none I, of that we have a listener question. Yeah, we have a listener question I want to get to. Uh Hannah from North Carolina, she wants to know. Should she trade away Lamar Jackson and Brees Hall and receive Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson? I do know that Lamar Jackson is the only quarterback on her on her roster. So if she were to do that, her starting quarterback would be Russell Wilson. She did say Trevor Lawrence is on the on the uh, waiver wire. So what do you think? Well, you texted me this yesterday. We talked about your cryptic text and all. Typically in any trade. The person who gets the best player, especially when it's by far the best player, wins the trade. Unless there's something really weird at play, like you just had three guys go down for the season within 10 minutes of each other. Maybe then something's different. But I was like, there's nothing. So I I start digging into numbers. Obviously, L. Jax is the number one player. It's not even close. Like in our league of record, my league are once done with the same scoring. He's got 116.2 points already, number one. Russell Wilson, 21st. He's got 37.9. L-Jax is averaging more than that per week. Uh, week. He is in in your – because I know you have some – it's a slightly different scoring with bonuses. A little, but not much. Right. Unless you have a touchdown over 40 yards. Did we actually just name what the whole trade was? Did you just say what the actual trade was? Lamar, yes, yes. Lamar Jackson and Brees Hall, she's giving up, and she would receive Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson. Right. So Russell Lamar Wilson, Jackson. Go ahead. I'm sorry, in your normal scoring league, he is he is averaging five points per game more than the second right. highest scoring 
player in all of fantasy. Oh yeah, he he is in our league too. Yeah. Um. So then then you go to Brees Hall, who is the twenty one number twenty one running back. McCaffrey's eleven. Hall has thirty one point eight points. McCaffrey has forty one. But here's the thing. I, I broke it down into touches. Brees Hall has 34 touches. McCaffrey has 60. It comes out to Hall 0.94 points per touch. McCaffrey, a paltry 0.68. Brees Hall is set, has the second most targets for running backs altogether. And yeah, McCaffrey, 22. Well, and Michael Carter has 16 targets himself. He actually also more than McCaffrey. And he actually is 0.64 points per touch. He's barely behind McCaffrey. So why would you give up two players that you could make the argument are better and a million times better for Russell Wilson and his dangly little finger and McCaffrey, who is never used right. And I don't think is ever going to regain that, that all pro form he had for three years straight. I don't think it's coming back. He's good, get- but, but I don't, this does, this is like basing. If you base this on for three years ago, okay, maybe, but it isn't three years ago. And one more thing I want to throw in for you, throw in some stats. If you took L. Jax's rushing stats alone, as though he's nothing more than a running back, he'd be the number 13 running back. He is. He's the number 13 running back. Only two spots behind McCaffrey, who has 41 points, L. Jax 39.3. And that's with no catches. That's just his rushing. So I don't think I really need a whole lot of stats. You you threw out some good ones. Um, if you you said three years ago offer this trade, no, sir. One month ago, one month ago, if you say before the season started, you offer me this trade, or I, I'm taking it because Christian McCaffrey was everybody's one or two player on their board, and we both thought Russell Wilson would. I mean, you got those running backs on your team, you yeah. got good defense, you got some great wide receivers. We thought Russell Wilson was easy top ten. Maybe top five QB. I was worried about his finger more than others, but I didn't think it would be this paltry. Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, who you on this show said is the worst quarterback in all of football, and Geno Smith all have more fantasy points than Russell Wilson. Crazy. It's so mind-blowing. Now, I don't think it's going to stay that way. Wilson will get better. I really hope McCaffrey gets better, but I can't do it. I I am all for you know, going down on quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is QB 10. You can get him off that, the waiver wire. I just, I can't give up. sound good. Okay. <laughs> oh, words are funny. Words are funny. So, Dude, I couldn't let that go. I'm sorry. That just uh, sounded No, horrible. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. If I say something ridiculous like that, it needs, it needs to be highlighted. Um. Anyway... <laughs> Dude, I'm Russell Wilson has two touchdowns and one yeah. uh, interception. That's all he's got so far. No trade, sir. No so, trade. And I extrapolated, buddy. I did some extrapolations here. If L. Jaska can continue at this pace, which we know it's going to slow down, this is ridiculous. 4,244 pass yards and 57 TDs. 1,377 rush yards and 11 TDs. <laughs> I don't see it happening, but... I'm hoping and praying. Boy, would that be glorious for the Ravens. But they'll just lose in the first round of the playoffs, so it won't much matter anyway. Well, you don't have a defense, so. It is atrocious, dude. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. We'll get to that. Steelers, Browns. Uh, I'm not sure how many more games Mitch Trubisky has left in him. I think it's Kenny Pickett time. There's no reason not to. Your team's not very good. 
Najee Harris didn't look great, but he did score. Jalen Warren, his backup, looked very explosive. I know we were texting about that during the game. Deontay Johnson was okay. I really can't trust any of these pass catchers. And uh, The Browns, they pretty handily handled Pittsburgh in this one. Jacoby Brissett, he looked all right. And I think you might be right whenever you said Amari Cooper is going to be okay in this offense because he's got back-to-back weeks now with 100 yards receiving and a score. Nick Chubb is still a stud and the best running back in fantasy. And David Njoku, tight end, had a career day. Maybe we ignore it. Maybe we don't. He usually has these every now and then. He shows us what he could do, but then he doesn't do it again. Um, but more on him later on towards the end of the show. So the Steelers. Am I crazy? Because I think yes. Omar Epps yes. is. Well, yes. I think Omar Epps is, is a great coach. He's definitely a player's coach, yet they know there's rules. And he, he, he sticks to them. That's one thing I like about him. He has rules. He abides by them. But is his ego finally getting in the way of the Steelers rebuilding? Because he comes out every week and says the exact same thing in his normal way. There is no quarterback controversy. Mitch is the quarterback. He's improving every week. That's what he said in his press conference today. He's improving every week. He looks great. Like, what are what football are you watching? He's he looks awful. And, and Maybe these, you've got these receivers or... who are just beasts doing nothing because he's just horrible. Why not give Pickett a chance? Trubisky's not doing anything. We like Mitch, but this just isn't working. It makes no sense. Well, we don't see Pickett in practice, so we don't know how that's going. And we don't see him in the meetings. I mean, no one sees him in the meetings. So maybe they're sitting in meetings and they're putting in offenses and he has, he's clueless. He doesn't know what a check, what the checks are. He doesn't know the, you know, the route combinations. He doesn't know um, where his reads go. So maybe that's it. It could be, but he seems like a smart fell, and he'd be able to learn this. I don't know. The Steelers are losing, and if you're losing anyway, why not give the guy a chance and see what he can do? Uh, I hear you. I, I'm, I I'm love with Mitch. You. I do, but it's just it's not working. And you're just this is a talented offense, and they're not putting up any numbers at all. As far as the Browns, yeah, Cooper's looking really good. How I, I I don't know how they win. They find ways to lose usually, but they're doing well, and uh, we'll see if they roll with it. It's always nice to see the Steelers lose, but I would like to see Pickens start to come along, and I don't think that's going to happen with Mitch at, at the helm. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. How about uh, that two catch, offenses. by the way? Oh, it's incredible. It really was. George Pickens, yeah. what a what a grab. If you haven't seen it, please, YouTube, George Pickens. If you just type in George Pickens catch, the, that's, oh, yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right away. Uh, two teams that don't need to work on their offense are the Bills and the Dolphins, although it wasn't a high-scoring game. But honestly, wow. Josh Allen had 400 yards passing, 63 attempts. The Bills ran 90 plays compared to 39 from the Dolphins, and they lost. Devin Singletary led the team in receiving, and I think he's sneaking his way into flex consideration. I know my league record – I have him on the bench right now, but we have two flex spots, and he I may have to throw him in there. They're going against your Ravens this week, if I'm not mistaken, um, and you're not good against really anything on defense, especially running back. So uh, we might be able to do, do that. Stephon Diggs, he was quieter after last week's blow-up, and Gabe Davis was almost invisible. 11 Buffalo Bills caught a pass. Tua died basically on the field, Had to, couldn't walk, Somehow came not only came back to life, but came back into the game. And they said it wasn't a head injury. 
Uh, very interesting play. Said it was his back. He was spasming. Uh, not so sure. We'll see. No running back on Miami was good outside of Chase Edmonds getting two touchdowns on 21 yards rushing. Tyreek Hill was playing hide-and-go-seek with Gabe Davis. Jalen Waddle dominated again. Four catches, but he had 102 yards. Look, don't play any running backs against the Bills. They give up 57 rushing yards a game. That's it. So if you have a running back and you're going against the Bills, bench them. Unless, obviously, you don't bench Jonathan Taylor, you don't bench the big boys. But oh yeah, if you're questioning it, go somewhere else. Yeah, the Dolphins only had 17 rush plays the entire game. 18 pass or 20 pass plays, but and and what 41 yards rushing is atrocious. Uh, and your thing with Singletary is you're going to have to trust that he's going to keep getting catches to play him a lot because I that's right. He had nine rushes for 13 yards. I know um, it's scary. It's scary, but he has to come into consideration. Yeah, he does. I, I just it's weird because you thought that James Cook was going to be that guy, and he thought I thought he was the first two weeks. Gabe Davis, you're right, he didn't do anything, but he also didn't play, didn't have the snap count he usually does because, you know, he was coming off a little injury. And they really spread it around. It was crazy. The, the whole game just looked weird. There was, like, no flow, guys cramping all over the place, people hurt. Josh Allen was his normal beast self. But, man, I mean, he had more completions, I think, than the Dolphins had plays. Oh, oh yeah, easy. Not just attempts. He had more completions than the Dolphins it's, had plays. I don't know. Uh, I would love this for someone to go into that and see if that's ever happened in history before. Yeah. Forty-two to thirty-seven. The, the play disparity was was that deep. Yeah, they just couldn't score. That's really what it came down to. They just couldn't score. Um, right. Strange, but I, I honestly think it's great for the Bills. They needed to be uh, knocked down a peg. And they're now going to get it like this is the NFL. There's no such thing. It's just rolling in somewhere and we get handed a victory. So I think they can really take this and really, you might've awoken a a sleeping giant with this potentially. And and the Dolphins should feel good. That should give them confidence. Three and There's only two teams, two teams. Can you remember a year where there's only two teams after three weeks that are undefeated? That's Uh, rare. Agreed. All right, Bengals, Jets, neither one of these folks are undefeated. What is up with our boy Joe Mixon? 163 rushing yards in three games. Dude, I thought he would get that in the opener. Never gets Man. a chance. He's getting hit in the backfield constantly. I don't know if you watched any of it, but he, oh, he's hey, getting O-line. Is so never bad. has a chance. I don't care who you are. You could be God. If you're getting hit as you're taking the handoff, okay. you're probably going oh, oh. down. He's probably, they say he's going to play. If he's out, obviously throwing some Ajay Pirine. Joe Burrow finally looked good again, and all the receivers were good. Even though Jamar Chase had less than 30 receiving yards, he was able to score. Yep. Uh, but the only Jet who did anything was Tyler Conklin, and we talked about him last week, uh, brought him up, and I sent you a text. I said, hey, I got Hayden Hurst and Tyler Conklin in a league. Who should I play? And, of course, you said, oh, coin flip. Well, I, I went Conklin, thankfully. Uh, he's got 18 catches, man. I think he's becoming Tyler Conklin. Now, granted, Zach Wilson's coming in this week, so we'll see. But yeah. Tyler Conklin's becoming an every week play, I think. We'll see. I mean, this is going to be a different offense. Joe Flacco, though, way past his prime, you know, can read defenses, knows what he's doing. Zach Wilson just seems sort of load. lost out on the field. So I, I, I don't trust anything until we see what's going on with that. But yeah. 
Fantasy-wise, this game was sort of ugly except for Burrow. He had a big game. Tyler Boyd had a big game, but it all came on one, like, 78-yard play. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it was not an not an exciting game. Not at all. Next, Raiders-Titans. Ooh, speaking of not exciting games, I was watching this one wondering how on earth they were both in the playoffs last year. Because that ain't happening for either one of these teams this year. Derek Carr was all right. Devontae Adams had another lackluster performance. Luckily, he found the end zone again. And raise your hand if you had Mac Hollins going Whitey. for 158. I think Whitey played Mac Hollins this week. So, funny you say that. Because in my XM Fantasy Host League, I went against Mac Hollins and lost by three and a half points mm. you have got to be kidding me mac collins does that and i lost by three and a half points i i was undefeated in that league smashing all these folks you listen to on sirius xm right now i'm still in third but come on that drove me nuts he was on the field almost every play i don't want to yeah. say he's flex worthy yet but if we see another week or two where he's getting the looks <laughs> we may have to do that and then king henry he looked good finally 85 yards and a touchdown but what was interesting to me in this one is he had five catches for 58 yards. Yep. I don't know what the most catches he's ever had in a game is, but it might be five catches for 58 yards. He was right behind Robert Woods in receiving for the team. So that's what they need to do. Yeah, I agree with that. He, uh, I, I, we, neither one of us have ever understood why they don't use him more in the passing game. He doesn't have stone hands. He's, you know, he might not be Marshall Falk, but he, the guy can catch. I, I've never got it. Uh, yeah, ugly game again. Two teams, it's just some doesn't look right. Devontae Adams, 36 yards, negative four yards rushing. But got the touchdown. Mac Hollins was a beast. Renfro will be back. How much will they continue to use Hollins when Renfro's healthy? Because basically right. two games where Hollins has done well, well, Renfro missed half of the, the other game and all of this game. Um, Waller did nothing again. It's just, it's almost like teams now just hate fantasy and they just run out all these random dudes give up spread the ball around too much and nobody gets anything we should we should all submit our lineups to nfl head coaches so they know what's up we should do that because it's irritating your boy trailing burks one catch on two targets what's that all about but he played almost every snap and ran around on almost every single drop back so this guy and and the coach already came out i think earlier today and said this guy needs more work. We need to get him the ball more. So well, two uh, targets if you got Burks, get it done. Right. But hold on to him because we've seen many times already in this short season, many times a squeaky wheel has been getting the grease. Coaches come out and say, hey, I got to give this guy the ball more. And then bang, he gets the ball more. I'm, I wish I'm I wouldn't. Con- I'm concerned about your definition of squeaky wheel. Um. So when someone says I need the ball more, like when Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but first... did he or saying Traylon Burks said it or the coach said it? Um, so Burks didn't say it in this instance, but the coach came out and said it. You're so saying the coach, the coach, coach and... is the squeaky wheel? Yeah, coach is See, you're, the you're, squeaking. You're just twisting he's squeaking. stuff now. You're just twisting stuff. Hey, stuff. he's squeaking Burks's wheel. <laughs> just... <laughs> Can just you like, squeak somebody else's wheel? It's like there's nothing wrong with going down on quarterbacks. Okay. Right. Well, hey, to each their own, my friend. <laughs> oh, you are a freaking mess, buddy. <laughs> uh, oh, you know who else is a mess? The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> they, 
they were at the Panthers. You know, there are sometimes I'm not sure how to come back from the places we go to. But here <laughs> we are. Here we are. Uh, the Saints were doing their best not to score a touchdown. Finally got two in the final stanza. Jameis Winston threw for a ton of yards, but he only did. one touchdown. Alvin Kamara was not great yet again. Michael Thomas got hurt, and our boy Chris Olave finally broke out for 9 for 147 while on my bench in my Dynasty League that also would have won me last week. Christian McCaffrey, 25 carries, over 100 yards. Yes, this is what we want. Still only two catches. What are you doing, Matt Roll and Carolina? Come on. Good grief. If I'm Baker Mayfield and I'm not good at football, I'm going to give the football to one of the best players on planet Earth 15 times a game. I'm going to absolutely pepper Christian McCaffrey with targets. But Baker had, oh, what, 12 completions? The easiest completion is to your running back when he's but, two yards down the field. No receiver more than two catches in the whole But I, I don't think it's Baker. I think it's the OC. I think it's the head coach because he was more than happy to, to throw to uh, Chubb and Hunt in Cleveland. So I don't think it's him. Well, he didn't throw to Chubb. He threw to Hunt a lot. And that was the thing going in the season. We were like, oh, this will be great. McCaffrey will be yeah. back because he throws to Kareem Hunt. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's their offense. They they want to chuck it down the field. Yeah, the only buddy, person that did anything was Chenault. He had two for 90 and a touchdown, but 80 of it was on one play. Right, right. So so even that was sort of skewed. McCaffrey, 25 for 108. But yeah, he's just not being used right. So going back to that trade earlier, if he was being used properly, that makes a little more sense. But if this is all he's going to do, then what's the point? Why Why would you I, trade for somebody who's never really going to be able to put up the stats that we used to expect? My boy Alave, huge. I had him in my lineup, as you know, and once done, I was an idiot and took him out well at done. 11.30 Sunday morning and cost mm-hmm. myself 17 points because I'm a genius. Yeah, well done. But, dude, I don't care if the Saints win another game. If they can keep throwing up yardage and touchdowns, not a lot of touchdowns here. The touchdowns will come if you're keeping on throwing up that kind of yardage. They're a fantasy dream. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't care if they win games. Hey, Chris God, I just got it just now got to lower my phone. Chris Godwin is back at practice. Cool. So we like that. Um yeah, so if if Thomas sits, how high are you ranking Chris Olave? He's top a top 20. 15. Okay, top 20. I'll take and that. I don't even care who they're playing. I mean, if you're yeah, playing know, maybe some I, crazy like, shut down corner, I wouldn't, but Otherwise, how can't you? James yes, is going to chuck the ball. That's what he does. And somebody's yeah. got to catch it because it's, it, 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 it's just him and Landry at that point. Maybe. Landry Landry left the game hurt, too. Yeah, exactly. So maybe Alave is just going to just tear it up. It's, it's hard It's hard to sit on the bench after two nice weeks in a row. Yeah. All right. So your Baltimore Ravens were at the New England Patriots, and – your guys were dropping like flies again. Dude, just I I don't know what especially it is. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, man. Um, Lamar Jackson was out of control. Four passing touchdowns, a hundred yards on the ground, a rushing score. I know we talked about him being the number one guy in all of fantasy land already, but it's it's so impressive. J.K. Dobbins, he played a little bit coming back from a knee injury. So that's good. Mark Andrews is a man amongst boys. Worth the early round draft pick for those teams that did that. Again, you and I are not that type of man, but hey, for those who did it, good for you. Mac Jones looked awful. 
He was hurt on the last play. Poor fella might be out. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the show as well. well Ramondre yeah. Stevenson. Come on, Ramondre. You finally showed up to the party, buddy. 100 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. I like that because I got him in a lot of leagues. And for some reason, Devontae Parker decided, hey, I'm going to do something today. I'll go five catches for 156 yards. I mean, did it? Did you Did you even try to cover him? It was odd because he was a guy that I looked at. When I was setting my once and done, I, I'm not going to pretend I was about to put in my lineup, but I looked at him, you know, with, with some of the injuries up there. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But obviously I wasn't going to. I should have known they're playing the Ravens. Um, an interesting tidbit, again, with LJX, we keep going back to that trade. He is currently tied in the NFL for rushing at fifth place with Christian McCaffrey. They're tied for fifth in rushing yards. He's a quarterback, fifth in the league in rushing. Is he? Apparently, is he because he's also got really 10 well? touchdowns <laughs> throwing. <laughs> it's so crazy because when he did it the first time, you're like, man, this is wild. I mean, he's, yeah. he's going to do well. He's probably not going to do this again. He's on pace to do better than that now. He is. Yeah, that year he had, I think, what, 37 touchdown passes, led the league, and five interceptions. Six, I think. Was it, 30, really it was 36 or 37? And five right. five picks, led the league. Um, Overall, Mark Andrews had a huge game. Dev, uh, Devin DuVernay somehow scored again. That's just mind-boggling. No, um, I think Mac Jones is definitely. I think anything I'm reading says he's going to probably miss about a month. So yep. we, we'll revisit that later because you and I both picked a certain defense as our defensive play of the week um, because it just makes sense. Um, I played Nelson Aguilar because he. I picked the wrong one. I was going to pick one or the other there, and I picked Aguilar. I thought he he'd get a lot of targets. He ended up only getting three targets. So we'll see with an already bad quarterback, how will this offense flow with a terrible quarterback? No, Mac Jones isn't bad. Yeah, I don't Joe think Joe Judge great, and Matt Patricia are bad. That's well, the that problem. Well, that may be, Mac but Jones, they make him Mac bad. Jones was a too. pro bowler last year. Mac Jones was a pro bowler in the right when you set him up to succeed like he like they did in Alabama and like they did like Josh McDaniels did last year, he can succeed. But if you set him up to fail, he's going to fail. All right. Ready for offenses that should be better and aren't? New England's, okay? And you got Matt Patricia and, and uh, Joe Judge. I don't like and your aggressive posturing with your finger. Carolina. How about Carolina? Ben McAdoo is is the offensive coordinator in Carolina. Do you remember what he did with the Giants? What are we doing? I don't understand why you're hiring these people. You saw what they did. You've seen it. You know the outcome. The outcome is terrible. Be Dude, here we go. And all these guys weeks, we share cigars with a job. I, and I, all I, these weeks of doing this show, this is the first you've gone off on a crazy rant like I do every week. I like it. Yeah, you I have got the fingers up and the hands I, out. I, and I got angry with Kenny Galladay last week. I got angry with Kenny Galladay last week. But is Mac Jones, wasn't he in the Pro Bowl because like three other guys in front of him couldn't play? Yes, but it still says where he sits. He he was he was the next guy up, right? Or maybe the next to the next guy up. But right now, you couldn't. <laughs> you'd have to have seventeen people die for him to get into the Pro Bowl, right? I I don't know. Tom Brady did all right there for a long time with Josh McDaniels. He didn't have Joe Judge calling plays. Well, that may be, but that all comes down to Belichick. Then, if he's hiring idiots that put Mac Jones in a bad spot, but. 
It's all right. He's going to have about four to six weeks to think about his three interceptions. You're yep. in a rough you're territory right. if you're throwing three picks against the Ravens because they can't catch cold. They're freaking. They didn't cover the Dolphins a week awful. ago. All right, Detroit Lions, Miami. Nope, not Miami. How about we go Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings? A little bit more north. Detroit almost pulled out this they win on the won. road. They I do. It. They're a pretty good football team. I'm telling you, Deont- man, my boy Swift, he's dealing with an ankle injury and now his shoulder hurts. Jamal Williams is an absolute must start, must play. If Swift's not in, I, I think Jamal Williams is a must flex, maybe RB2, even if Swift is playing because he's the goal line guy. He's getting all the money touches. 87 yards and two scores this past week. Of course, I started Jared Goff in the one and done, and he was predictably not good. Worst game of the year. Not that he was bad. It just wasn't. Actually, you know what? He was kind of bad. He wasn't Amon terrible, Ross but yeah, he didn't throw off the kind of numbers right. you're hoping for in, in, in the one week you play him. I know. Amon Ra finally had a normal stat line of six catches for 73. And, hey, DJ Hawkinson finally found the end zone. Good thing he's hurt today and was limited in practice. He's questionable now. Kirk Cousins was fine. Adam Thielen scored. Dalvin Cook was great until he separated his shoulder. So, uh, But they say, hey, we're going to throw a brace on there. He's going to play. We'll see how that goes. If you don't have Alexander Madison yet, you need to get him just in case. Uh, The big story here is we have back-to-back dreadful weeks for J.J. Justin Jefferson. Six for 48 last week and three for 14 Now, listen, if you can buy low on him, please do. I threw out a trade for him last week trying to buy low, and the guy scoffed and, and declined it. And then Sunday afternoon, I sent him a text. I was like, hey, thanks for, thanks for not accepting that trade, man. And I'm going to send him the exact same trade this week because uh, I need Jefferson on my team. He's not going to do this I again. like that. The, uh, what, what's yeah. that called? Um, the, uh, what's it called when you trick somebody into thinking the way you want to think? Um. Reverse psychology? Yes, Michael Gary Scott does it. Yes, it was horrible. I, uh, because of Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, two weeks in a row should be 6-0 and in my league and rec- legal record instead I'm 2-4 and four because getting 2.9 points out of your star receiver is problematic. I, I don't not, understand. Not he not just good. can't get on the ball. They can't block. He's getting no time. Back to Swift and Cook. But especially Swift, I told you how before all this started this year, I just don't trust him. You thought he'd be top five. I'd say maybe top 15 because he's always hurt. When is he not? Cook, same thing, always hurt. So you're right. When they're playing, they look great, but they just don't play enough. And, and Jamal Williams, 20 for 87, two touchdowns. That's not exactly shabby. He played great. Uh, Amon Ra, he actually was hurt. He missed part of the game. He might not have done a whole lot more. Anyway, he missed part of the game. They're saying he's most likely, most likely going to play this week. Um, is this yeah, a I sneaky know. DJ I, I, just I just, I can't like in my league of record with the amount of money you have to spend to have Swift or Cook. I just can't justify it. I understand. I just can't justify I, it. Absolutely. And Listen, now with the you, new IR rules gamble. where you can't put as many guys on the IR anymore. And, and save that money off of our salary cap. They just have to sit on somebody's team when they're out for three weeks now and suck up all that money and you get nothing out of them. This was the year of gambles for me, man. I was going for it. I went for Swift. And after week one, I was like, oh, this is silly. I should be doing this from the get-go. But now here we're dealing with injuries and stuff. The same when you're is gambling on a- guys that have these massive injury histories, it's tough. I'm I'm all for gambling on a guy that 
maybe he's an up-and-comer, maybe he's a rookie, maybe that. But when you're gambling on guys that are always hurt, guess what? Probably going to lose because they're always is this, hurt. Is this a sneaky DJ Chark week? Now, he was he's questionable as well. Uh, he missed part of practice. I don't know if it's rest or whatever it is. It, you know, it's only Wednesday. But is he a sneaky play if Amon Ross sits? He is for me. Who, I forget. I looked. I had all this memorized who they're all playing. Detroit's playing Seattle. And he, there's no such thing as a sneaky right. play against Seattle. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, let's change it up here and go to my Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington Commanders football team, Redskins. Philly is now 3-0, buddy. Jalen Hurts is still the man. A.J. Wow. Brown and, and Devontae Smith can both be fantasy relevant in this offense, and so can Dallas Goddard. Hurts looks incredible. 67% completion percentage. He's averaging 300, 305 pass yards a game. Someone told you about this all summer long. What'd you tell me? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. What'd you I, tell me? Jalen Hurts is QB one in fantasy. Yeah, the but season he's not. is not over. He's not over, my friend. Not over. Devontae Smith. Eight for 169 and a touchdown. He had some incredible yeah. catches, buddy. Um, and uh, AJ Brown, even with that, he went what five for 85 and a touchdown for the Washington yeah. team, the team in DC slash Virginia. Outside of Terry McLaurin, six catches for 102 yards. No one was any good. Washington didn't even score until a safety in the fourth quarter and a meaningless Antonio Gibson touchdown with a few minutes left. Carson garbage time. Uh, garbage time. Carson Wentz was sacked nine times, and Curtis Samuel is in every week starter. He is getting all the touches that you need to get him in your lineup. Dude, Eagles look good offensively, defensively. Something has to go wrong. And I'll tell you what. This is, again, we mentioned this before last season. I want to mention again this season because Nick Sirianni is doing the same kind of thing where he – Tried to throw the ball too much last year in the first half of the season. It didn't work. So he was like, you know what? Scrap it. We're going to go yeah. run. Everyone came into this season thinking that Philly was going to run the ball every single play. No, he's sticking to the pass and it's working. So, man, hats off to that coaching staff. You know, they had, what, 12, 13, 35 pass plays, 30 run plays. So, he, yeah, he's he's pretty much about 50-50 there. But the game was also out of hand. It was. Like, so It was. So we need to see new. You were talking about how this uh this can this offense can support so many people. But it cannot support Mr. Miles Sanders. <laughs> no, Miles has been fine two weeks in a row, but it the week that you just, and I decided to play him in one and done, he sucks. It's just brutal. It's just brutal. But the receivers, yeah. Uh I mean, they just look unstoppable in offense. Like it's not even like they're 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 getting slowed down, stopped. It's just chunk after chunk after chunk. Uh, Washington is trash. They they definitely uh, fooled us all the first two weeks. When they play a real team, they showed their true colors. They they had no chance. But Wentz, that said, he didn't play terrible for basically getting hit during his drop back on half of his pass play. So uh, <laughs> it was a nightmare. They, I don't. I watched a good bit of it, not all, of it, but I don't know that even one of those sacks were his fault. Not even one. So. Uh, you know, buyer beware when you're playing anybody from Washington because in any given week they might throw up 38, they might throw up five. Right, that's right. Um, Chiefs and Colts. If you told me that I 
going in this week, I was going to have the least amount of notes on them. I'd have said you're crazy, but here we are. It's the NFL. Patty Mahomes wasn't great. He only threw one touchdown, and he threw a pick. He has Tampa Bay next, so be prepared because that defense is ferocious. Jonathan Taylor hasn't done hardly anything outside of week one. Only averaging 60-ish yards a game with zero touchdowns. Um, And that's it, man. Pipe, Michael Pittman's the go-to guy. Hopefully he'll score more this coming week. But that's it, man. Just an ugly game all around. Nothing looked good. Chiefs, Chiefs uh, went ahead and cut their kicker right away after he missed the field goal and an extra point. Um, As they should. Yeah. So Bucker should be back this week. It just, it's just a comedy of errors. The whole game just... It wasn't pretty. Nobody put up anything stellar. Jelani Woods with two touchdowns. I mean, who would have predicted that? I cannot believe KC beat lost. I mean, that that, that was like a lock of the week. I know. Uh, but they did, and we move on. Yep. CH scored again. Texans. CH uh, had yeah, seven but... rushes for zero yards. I know. It's Other scary. It, it, That's Mike Allstott yeah. numbers there. He, you're worried about Devin Singletary starting him in your flex. You need to worry about CEH because he's without that password man, it's not good for him. Yeah, they uh that, that just was ugly all around. But he had five catches for 39 yards. He's same thing as Singletary. He's getting his he's doing a lot of his damage in the passing game. It's cool that you just repeated what I said. Yeah. Going on to the Texans at the Bears. <laughs> Damian Pierce looked good, man. We called this. We knew it was gonna happen. He looked good because the Bears aren't good. Um, but he did fumble and then was benched for it. Uh, this worries me a little bit because Lovey Smith is an old school coach and Rex Burkhead, they love him there. So they put him in and didn't take him out after that. So we'll see. I'm kind of scared, honestly, this week, if I have Damian Pierce, because what if they just decide he's, he's only going to get four touches because of those fumbles. I don't know. Where's maybe they'll bring in Tiki Barber's old, uh, goo old running backs coach. It helped him out. Yeah. I like that. Justin Fields, boy, he's averaging under 100 yards. A he's game so passing. awful. So awful. It's, I love it. I love it so much. It's my favorite because I told you so. I told you so. We told you so. Khalil Herbert, he looked great with David Montgomery's ankle injury. Herbert went 20 carries, 157 yeah. and two. Cole Komet finally got his first catch. Hey, let's go. Uh, my favorite was that NBC said that. Um, Anyone who played Cole Komet in fantasy this coming week, he, they said he is a sickos only streamer. So I love that. Uh, Darnell Mooney, Mooney has 27 yards receiving on the season. Ah, oh, it feels so good to be so right about these people that we knew were going to be bad, but everyone else was all up on it. But Justin it. Fields is so much worse than even we thought he was going to be. It's just all all of their pass catchers have no chance because he's so awful. I I never expect him to be this bad. He said we my favorite from when we said when he was drafted again, and we mentioned before, he's the guy we picked of the five big ones to be the flame out, but I didn't expect it to be this crash and burn. And my favorite was there's a lot of ways to lose in fantasy. And for me in DFS this week, it was not anything we've mentioned before. But one thing that we mentioned was that um we we got the we got the team right, we got the game right, we got the position right, we got the player wrong. So David Montgomery, I played in 
all of my daily leaks because I knew he was going to be the guy and everything was right, except he got hurt. And then Herbert came in and exactly what Montgomery was supposed to do. Yeah. It's yeah. so annoying That's to get thing. everything right. So much of fantasy's in- luck. That's all I that know. is. You can't predict an injury early in the game that he's not going to play. There's nothing you can do there. But luckily you didn't but play him being once right, But I hate him being wrong. As a matter of fact, you and I played uh, for those we haven't mentioned. We played the exact same running backs this week in our two uh, once and done teams. Yep, Miles one Sanders good and play, David. one awful play. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what else was an awful play is if you picked the the Chargers as your um, uh, what is it like a guillot- uh What is yeah. it like? Yeah, that's the it's the um, isn't it? A, what is it? Your pick, your pick them league, right? I think pick them is when you pick all the games. What is it called? It is a get no, isn't it a get team nope. when you pick a team? No, nope. nope, sure isn't. But whatever. If you're picking a team to win, and then if your team doesn't win, you lose and you're out for the year. That yeah. type of league. Uh, if you pick the Chargers, you're done. And man, it was impressive on the if you're a Jaguars fan. And oh, yeah. I tell you what. Dude, Trevor, I love the new Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's he's not Peyton Manning yet, and he may never be, but he is so much better without Urban Meyer. Christian Kirk, his connection, their connection is awesome. Imagine if they had a true alpha guy. Imagine if they had a Tyree Kill, a Devontae Adams, an A.J. Brown. I mean, good grief. Because Christian Kirk's nobody's, you know, alpha but bought my man, they'd be awesome. Uh, and dude, he who shall not be named, he's worked himself into an every week streamer. I'm telling you, he's in consideration, buddy. And then are we panicking on Austin Eckler yet? And what about so, Mike Williams, dude? So you feel that he who should not be named in his one reception for nine yards should we should embrace that? Did he do anything with that one reception in nine yards? I don't know. Did he? Uh, I, I don't. I don't well, see that. He... What? You know what? I apologize. I thought he had a touchdown. So I thought he did at one point, but he he oh. actually when I about his foot, what didn't land in his second uh. foot was off the ground, and he didn't get it back down. But well, that that said. I jotted Actually, these notes down before that was made unofficial. My apologies. Yeah, and he, but he did have a two-point conversion. But, yes, it actually was a near nice catch, uh, but he didn't get – I was actually watching at that point. His right foot looked like it was in, but it was not. Um, but he did get a two-pound conversion to save his day to get up to 3.4 points. But you're right. He is far more streamable now than with Danny Dimes throwing to him. There's no doubt about that. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying this week did not exactly show what he could be capable of. Um, but yes, he, he could be. What if you're an Austin? Sorry. What if you're an Austin Eckler owner? owner? What are you doing? Well, he's, we'll, we'll get back to him later. I think this is the week that he'll get back on board. I don't think it's all him. It's not like you watch and like he doesn't look explosive or he's not hitting a hole right or he's choosing wrong. He just, he doesn't really had a chance. He's, but that's it. So, so where do we go from here? Because I don't is know. he going to get a chance in maybe the future? I mean, maybe tough teams. Maybe it. teams are playing them differently now, and I, I don't know. I, I don't. It's three weeks. You're right. At three weeks, it starts to become a trend. It's no longer just like you can't just throw it off as an anomaly. 
So I, I'm at the understanding or the thought here that, man, if he can't get things going here against the freaking Texans with what the, the I think the next to worst uh, rush yep. yards per game giving up, then I'm worried about Mike Williams, too. Well, he he's I'm not because he's he is what he is. I, I, I told you that before. When you were all with him, he's numbered the number four receiver. Actually, supposed Houston's, to be a lot more high. Houston's the worst, getting up the most rushing yards per game. Yeah, I told you from the beginning, he's, he's too roller coaster to rely on. It didn't help that it was weird with Justin Herbert because he had a few throws that looked like, wow, he's damn Reno. Then he had a few that it looked like he was throwing opposite-handed because of, because of the ribs. I can't imagine having to throw an NFL-quality ball with your ribs like that. Um, I'll give it to him. He's a badass. He really is. Luckily, they, you know, the doctors didn't puncture his lung like they did his predecessor. Uh, True. But I, I'm not worried about any of them yet. But you're right. This is becoming a trend. If they can't get things going against this defense, then the, a lot of things are out to work. Fantasy stats, your thought of the Chargers in the Super Bowl, winning that yeah. division, all those uh, things are out the door yeah. if these guys can't start doing something. What, and and you know what's weird is that this next game we're going to talk about, there's only two guys I'm not worried about. One of them's Cooper Cup, and the other one, at least for right now, is Greg Dortch. You're right. Hey, hey can I that's... stop you real quick? We're going to start yeah. at Dortch. But with San Diego, just to throw this out there, it's not just the offense. Los Their Angeles. defense is atrocious, too. I think it depends on the week. The defense played great last week. Yeah. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, was it, but was it who was last week? Because the Chiefs scored a good bit on them. Who did they beat? Was it the Raiders that they beat? If you give me a second, I'll be able to look it up. But the defense is not what we thought it was going to be. Um, they smashed the Colts twenty-four nothing. They shut out the Colts. Wait, what? That's who it was. Who did? The Jaguars. The Jags. No, I'm talking about the Chargers defense. I don't even know why I looked at the Jaguars. My apologies. Yeah, they beat um, the Raiders 24-19, lost to the Chiefs 27-24. Got it. Yeah. Phone drinking. Okay. Not no mo. Oh, right. House cool. phone. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm as much worried about their defense as their offense. So, back to your boy, Dort. Which, which, which we didn't think was going to be a problem. No. We didn't think we did the defense not. was going to we be. Thought they, know, we thought they made the best. We thought they made the most improvements on defense, maybe of any team in the league. So far, not good. Um, Rams, Cardinals, Stafford sucks. He doesn't suck, but he's not great. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. It's so up and down, and I hate up and down. It, his ceiling's so high, though. It's like you, if you have him on your team, you have to put him out there because he can get you a three, four touchdown game in it, a quarter. No problem. You do. In a quarter. Yes, I was going to say a half, but you're right. It could be in a quarter. But then there are games like this one where he doesn't even get a score. Cooper Cup, he had a down game, four catches, 44 yards. Somehow he managed the only rushing touchdown of his career. Um, Kyler Murray still isn't good. I I think that he had more pass attempts, like Josh Allen did, um, than the Rams had plays. And the Cardinals running game. They only had 45 Dorch. plays. He had 58 attempts. Right. Dorch and Zach Ertz are the only – well, not the only, but they are legitimate starters in fantasy, at least until – you know, for Dorch, at least, and, until 
Rondell Moore comes back, maybe, or DeAndre um, Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. But weeks. he's earned himself playing time, I think. He's done great. And then, of course, Hollywood Brown comes out with 17 targets, 14 catches, 140 yards. He's fourth in the league in targets overall. Well, because of this past game. Well, yeah, but they, they haven't thrown to a lot. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. They're, he throws to him a lot. The thing with Murray, 314 yards looks good, but it's on 58 attempts. That, that, yeah. That's not going to get it done. He's under not running. He's not running the ball. No, two two attempts for eight yards. The difference between this game is, you mentioned Josh Allen, is Josh Allen had more completions <laughs> than the Dolphins yeah. had plays. Yeah, Murray, this is crazy in itself, that he had more attempts passing right. than the Rams even had plays, but Allen was more completions than Dolphins plays. That's yeah, right. overall, this was ugly. Uh, Hollywood. Again, he didn't do a lot in the first half, but he looked great in the second half. But when you're getting 17 targets, you're going to put up some some numbers. Uh, it was just not a pretty game. Neither team looked strong. It's just like overall in the NFL this week, there were no, almost nobody that really looked good. Did, right. did the Jags look better than anybody in the league this week, maybe? Maybe. Them and the Eagles probably. Two best oh, yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, the Eagles look great. You're right. Can't argue that. Oh. Uh, and, you know, with that point you just made, Packers and Bucks, boring slugfest the whole time. Romeo Dobbs broke out, eight catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. He has to be added from the waiver wire if you haven't added him already. Sammy Watkins is on IR. Christian Watson's banged up. Alan Lazard, four for 45. We don't really care about, but he did score, so that helps. Uh, and that was it, man. The running backs didn't do anything for Green Bay. Same for the Bucks. Uh Leonard Fournette was there. Eh. Russell Gage, 12 catches, 87 yards, and a and a touchdown. Luckily, I, I threw him in as a flex in one of my leagues last second because I had I can't even remember who it was. Somebody that was not playing. And I, well, they're oh Keenan Allen was hurt, so mm-hmm. I had to go to the waiver wire. Russell Gage was there, say so, hey, nobody else catch the ball. Let's throw him out. in there. Luckily, that paid off, right? But no one in the entire game had over thirty rushing yards. No one. Either team. No over forty. Who had thirty? Dylan had 32, Aaron James had 36, okay. Leonard Fournette had 35. But yeah, okay, you're right. It. It's still pathetic. It. Nobody had over 36. It's pathetic. Here's the deal with these two offenses. Now, you've got these two all-time greats. Some say that maybe the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. Throw in Manning, Montana. I'm going to throw in Steve Young because he was dreamy. Um, the thing is, when you look at these teams and our offenses are not doing well, the Buccaneers have essentially three all pros coming back in a week or two. Mike right. Evans this week, maybe Godwin this week, maybe next week. Um, and then if Julio Jones can ever – he says he's playing this week, but we'll see. The problem with the Packers is they don't have anybody coming back. They just don't have any receivers. Right. And quickly, right. your Dobbs thing, you told people to go get on the waiver wire. I want to tell you right now, if you're in a league where Dobbs is on the waiver wire, you should just quit fantasy football never listen to this podcast again and just go to another sport, another hobby. Because if he's not on a team already, then your league just sucks. You shouldn't be he playing. He's on the waiver wire in two of my leagues. Yeah, well, maybe a lot of those guys should think about hanging it up. Because unless you're in like a six-team league, it's ridiculous that he's not on a team. Maybe he wasn't drafted, but if he's not on a team already, that's just that's a little ridiculous. Just saying. All right, sir. Just saying, Falcon Seahawks, we had three more games. Let's run through these quick. Um, can we please stop the Cordero Patterson hate? He's at over 100 yards in two of three games, 
141 in a touchdown this he week. Looked, he looked like a man. A superhero. He's not even getting passing work, and he's he's crushing it. So keep it up. Uh, Kyle Pitts finally woke up. Drake London has touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Uh, the fantasy footballers are talking about the Seahawks got the better quarterback out of the Russell Wilson deal. And as crazy as it is, as far as fantasy goes, they absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, the running backs for Seattle, they all had good yards per carry. They just need more carries. Lockett and DK were okay, but they're five to nine catches and 60, 80 yards. Like, that's probably what we're going to get each week with them. Yeah. Dude, Gina Smith had as many touchdowns in this game as Russ has had all season. Three I games. Know. I'm Great with those guys. Straight. They're on it. Uh, my big thing take from this game is Kyle Pitts finally involved in the offense. Eight targets, 87 yards. Let's that keep it has rolling, Kyle. Pitts. To happen for them to yeah. win games. But Patterson, 100%. dude, I just, I've never hated the guy. I, I root for him because, uh, but man, imagine if he could have been used like this 10 years ago. Why do you wait till the guy's like 32 years old to finally use him the right way? But right. he looked like uh, a man amongst boys. It didn't even look fair at times. He was bowling people over, running by people, cutting by people. It was just, it was awesome to watch. He's, he's big. He's year... so big. He looks like a he freaking at... linebacker running through. Who's that kid in Little League World Series? Danny something who was 14, but he lied on his birth certificate oh, or yeah. something. Looked like he That's, was 14, was pretended he was 12, and looked like he was 38. <laughs> That's it, right. He shaved shaved on the way to the Little League World Series. All right, 49ers and Broncos. The score was 10 to 11. Has that ever happened before? Yes, Jimmy, the second time ever. Oh, well, there you go. It's a game in like 2003, 2004, 5, something like that. They actually said it during the game. That there was only one 11 to 10 score in the history of the NFL. Awful. Jimmy Garoppolo pulled a Dan Orlovsky and ran out of the back of the end zone, so that was fun. Uh, outside of Jeff Wilson averaging six yards a carry, the only other guy who looked good was Debo. And I don't think there's a more exciting guy in the NFL to watch with the ball in his hands than Debo Samuel. Uh, I think we're in full panic mode with Russell Wilson. Man, like you said, he only has two t- two passing touchdowns in three games. Uh, Cortland Sutton is the only player worth having in Denver, not even the running backs, which is crazy. And they t- it just doesn't look good, man. Somehow they won the game, but they don't look good. Yeah, they, they did not look good. Um Russ, man, I, I just is the finger really lingering that much? Uh, yeah, Jimmy G, it was cool because Orlovsky got on, you know, probably saw he got on Twitter and oh, I loved it. Welcome, freedom. To the club. Speaking of which, I made one tiny alteration earlier on your notes and you didn't even bring it up the butt punt. Sorry, uh, the butt punt from the Dolphins Bills game that almost cost the Dolphins the game, it almost did. Um, and that was the same thing. Mark Sanchez got on Twitter. Yes. And he put a thing on there about welcoming them to the butt, you know, the butt fumble, the butt punt. He said, it was stay out of my cool. lane. Because when he first kicked it, I just thought he kicked it backwards. Like maybe he did on purpose. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you just step backwards? But then you saw, did you see the slow mo meme? Oh, it was of bad. It about it was five bad. inches. Look like it's like up inside the dude. It went so far into his butt cheek. Um, so that that was exciting, but yeah, this stepping out of bounds was ridiculous. He says just trying to buy time. Well, you got to see the giant white line; it's only a yard thick. Uh, I don't know. Not not, not a stellar game for either team, but somebody's got to win. Eleven to ten. Melvin Gordon with a touchdown on my bench. I know. Uh, last one, Cowboys Giants. Not a lot here either. C.D. Lamb. Um, he did good, 
but could have done a lot better. He dropped an absolutely wide open touchdown pass. It was crazy. Do you hear what Aikman said? Aikman said no. he'll play the rest of his career and never have such a bad drop again. He said that right you, there. You got nowhere yeah. to give it up because you'll right. never drop an easier pass again. <laughs> You're probably right. Eight catches on 12 targets, touchdown. Uh, there's no point in talking about the Cowboys' backfield anymore forever. I'm serious. We're not talking about it anymore. Z- Zeke is is eh. And if he scores, you're okay. If he doesn't, you're upset. And Tony Fowler is better, but he's never going to get a chance because Zeke is the guy, and they won't leave that. So that is that is where it is. Pollard did do better, but Zeke averaged almost five yards a carry. Yeah, but but if you look at his numbers without the touchdown, it's in, right? I know, but do you, you love I'm I'm one of Pollard's biggest supporters. You know that, but you, although you don't like Zeke, bring up constantly. He's top ten every year, and with fifteen for seventy three and a touchdown every week. He'll be top be 10 there. again. So why why all the there. love for Patterson but the hate for Zeke? Zeke is going to be there because he's going to be mediocre. He's going to be there, and other guys are going to get hurt. Like He's going to find his way to get there. Know, again, but points are 12, points. Always. Don't we want points? It might right. not look pretty, and it sure as hell doesn't, but right. 100%. points are points. I'm not saying don't start Zeke. I'm not saying I hate Zeke. I'm just saying it's boring to talk about it. You've just been you there, done that. Happen. Right, every single week gotcha. is the exact same. Look, I buy, I buy, Sean. I misunderstood what you were saying. Gotcha. I thought you were just like no, this guy doesn't belong on the field. Dump oh him. no, 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 not at all, not at all. Gotcha. There's no point talking no, about. But you're it. right, Pollard. You know what, you dude, know what Pollard looked so explosive at right. times. That's, oh yeah, it reminds me sometimes watching him run. It reminds you of that Broncos game last year where we were watching Javante Williams and he just looked like the yes. best player on the field. I at times I'm I know I might be crazy. You said I am, but Pollard at times looks like the best player on the field. Unless Saquon Barkley's on the other team, 126 yeah. yards and score. Wow. He's good. And poor yeah. Sterling Shepard. He's out for the year again. That guy can't catch a break. Oh, he's finally starting to do decent this year, living up a little bit to all the, the, the draft hype from years ago. And do you see it? He was just jogging. He wasn't even running yeah, full know. speed, wasn't cutting. Usually yeah, that's man. on a slight cut. He was running straight line, looking back at the play and just dropped. Yep. It's so an awful sad. feeling as someone who's it's torn a, their ACL. The, it's an awful feeling because you know something terrible has just happened. You're just not sure exactly what, but you know you. I when I tore one, I knew right away, I'm screwed. <laughs> it, it was a Tariq Cohen thing. What's that? Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen thing. That's exactly what yeah, happened. You, you just know you're you done. Did your best. You came back from an injury, and that happened again, and you know it's over. Yeah. All right. Day. Let's move on to week four, man. Let's get some plays out here. Quarterback. Joe Burrow, he looked more like himself this last week. He's playing against the Dolphins, who have given up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. Make sure you play Joe Burrow. Jameis Winston. Wow. Look at the numbers. He's throwing the yards. The touchdowns are going to come, and they're playing Minnesota, who has, I think, the second-worst pass defense in the league. I love it. I love. See, now you're going deep. Now you're not giving me Derrick Henry for every game he last week. I like that. Running backs. Speaking of going deep, how about Rashad Penny? He looked good last week, and the Lions are very generous to opposing running backs. So let's get Rashad Penny in your lineup. The thing is, all the stud running backs this week are playing like the five or six worst rushing defenses. But the one I went with was Eckler against the worst rushing defense and a guy who's done literally nothing so far. Like we said earlier, if he can't get on track now, then it's there's something wrong with him or that offensive scheme, something needs to change. Yep, because they can't win without him. As great as Herbert is, if they had a new running game, they can't make it through the AFC. I'm um, 100. Oh, 
hundred percent. Wider send me, give me, give me Brandon Ayuk. Jimmy G was looking for him last week, even in the red zone and especially in the red zone. Rams are giving up fifty over fifty points to opposing wideouts every week. I think Gabe Davis will be healthier this week and playing against the Ravens. You can't help but throw up numbers. So I got him going. I got Alave then matched up with Winston against Minnesota, especially if Thomas is out and Landry is limited. And I'm going with DJ Moore against Arizona because they have the second worst, second or third worst pass defense in the league. Look at you throwing out lots of guys. I love it. Tight ends. I had a little more time to do some research this week. I gotcha. It's too bad Carolina doesn't have a decent tight end because they are in a smash spot against Arizona. But since they aren't, or since they don't have one, I'm going to try to ride the David Njoku wave here. He blew up last week, and Atlanta is terrible at covering tight ends. Yeah, if you could see my notes, you'd see that I picked him. I told you before the show, I had Njoku too. Atlanta gives up the very most points to tight ends. For those of you out there also, for, for what you said, I put no stock in any stats until after week three, because you know I'm a huge stat dude with all this, yeah. and I really like to dig into it. But until three weeks are gone, I consider two weeks just anomaly, so I don't get into it. After three weeks, I really start digging in and looking at everything under the sun. And we both have the same defense because it's very chalky, but give me Green Bay against uh, New England if Mac Jones sits because Brian Hoyer, let's go. Hammer what down, buddy. What does chalky mean? I don't know. I'm not really it's like It's the that. chalk. It's the saying. Like, that's the chalk. That's what everyone's doing. Everyone's going with. Oh, okay. I don't know I, I didn't where know that's what that from. meant. I've heard the term, but I never yeah. really looked into what it means. Yeah. yeah, I picked it too. How could you not? The Packers have a good defense. Right. They just shut down, well, the receiverless Bucks, and now you get to play against Brian Hoyer at home. Now, Bobby... Who's your kicker this week? Uh, I don't have one. Come on. Whoever you say. Come on, that's just wrong. Um, Let's go with the Jaguars kicker. Okay. Because I think they'll move the ball a little bit on the on the Eagles, but they'll stall out. I picked Tyler Bass because I don't know if he'll even have any field goals, but he'll probably have 9 to 10 extra points against the <laughs> Ravens. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw up 50 because I think they're pissed now. And the Ravens, they'll, they'll they'll do nothing to slow it down. Nothing. It's going to be like 10 yards, 15, 20, 10, 15, 20, 60. It's just going to be a nightmare. But it'll be fun right. to watch. I wanted Let's to go, but I saw the cheapest tickets are already like 230 bucks for the top row. I was going to take, take the daughter down, but it's not meant to be. Hey, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Our tunes are by Flatline. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at GYBR underscore podcast. Again, it's at GYBR underscore podcast. See ya. Later.